Detox is not just another quick fad diet promising weight loss and all sorts of unrealistic goals. Instead, detox can be part of a lifelong journey in finding balance and giving the body the tools it needs for optimal health and wellness. In today's episode, I interview my dear guest, Carly Brown, about her journey healing from thyroid cancer and her incredible life's work and passion that has come from one of the most devastating diagnoses a person can receive. Welcome to the Cyclical Health Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. I'm a naturopathic doctor with a specialization in women's cyclical health and menstruation. Let's begin. Welcome back, beautiful friends, to the Cyclical Podcast. Today is a very special episode because I get to interview someone that I met through the workings of the universe a few years ago at a retreat and got to be privy to simply following her journey online after we had that chance to meet. My amazing guest today is none other than Carly Brown. She is a holistic health coach, a yogi, a juice enthusiast, a wife, and a mother on a mission to contribute to a happier, healthier world. Inspired by her experience naturally healing her own thyroid cancer, she launched Alchemy Juice, a local juice delivery company in Austin, Texas, and an eight-week detox course, The Daily Detox, that she offers on her website. She has an extraordinary story, and I think we're all going to step away with from this uh, episode and this conversation with so much more awareness about our healing journey and excitement to pursue it even deeper. So welcome, Carly. How are you doing? I'm so well. I'm pumped to be here. It's good to see you. It feels like a lifetime ago that we were at that retreat together. I know. I think, yeah, we're just literally different people. I guess seriously. <laughs> so seriously. We're like re-meeting. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. Yeah, it's really good to be here. Good, good. I have loved watching your journey over the last few years. Because, um, I mean, of course, normally I open an interview, you know, and ask you to share your story. But I think your story really stands out because you have always been a healthy person. You've always taken good care of yourself. You know, when I met you at that retreat, you were this like bubbling, glowing you know, I, I don't know, I guess I'd say health nut like <laughs> yeah, myself. for sure. <laughs> and then, you know, you went through such a huge change. I can't even imagine the what it felt like to be diagnosed and um, to suddenly be on this cancer healing journey. So I'd love for you to share what that journey was like for you. Um, and really, I guess on an emotional level, what that was like to go through and how you knew that you wanted to address it naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I've been on a wellness journey for over a decade now that really began in my early 20s because of cystic acne and some disordered eating patterns. And that was really what set me on the path to changing my diet, to changing my mindset, to adopting healthier practices. I became a holistic health coach and a yoga teacher. I like really created a a wellness lifestyle for myself. So when I received a thyroid cancer diagnosis, I was, I think anyone is shocked to, you know, get that call, but I felt like betrayed almost, you know, um, Mm. to go back a little bit, my husband and I are avid travelers. We've traveled the world extensively. Um, my son was born at home in a cabin in Montana that we rented for six months just because we felt like having him in Montana where my husband is from. So after our Airbnb lease was up or rental was up when he was three months old, we decided we were going to move down to Mexico. Like, all right, baby's here. Let's get back on the road. So we moved down to Playa del Carmen with the intent of staying down there 
there. Like we, we moved our life down there and I had, you know, normal postpartum, what felt like normal, normal postpartum symptoms. So, you know, feeling lethargic, not sleeping through the night, hair falling out. Obviously I just had, had had a baby three months ago. Um, so nothing really stood out to me as being wrong. I was just in that, that, fourth trimester of, of motherhood. And, um, but I decided to go get things looked at because my milk supply really, really reduced. So I had had like this plethora of milk. I was donating milk left and right. And then all of a sudden I completely dried up when he was about four months old. And I thought, what, what is going on here? And, and I'd seen my friends kind of bouncing back quicker than I was. And so I was like, let me just go get, you know, some, some labs run. And so I went and got labs run and there was nothing up. Like everything looked normal. So I decided to get a full body massage done, kind of like a therapeutic massage from a woman who was also an energy worker. And so she had me stand against a wall so she could really look at my full body. And she said, just so you know, you have a lump on your neck. And I was like, oh, really? And, and you know, I, I had probably hardly looked at myself in the mirror in four months since baby got here. So I, I didn't notice. And she said, you should go have it checked out. So I went to a hospital down in Mexico. Um, they I did an ultrasound. They wanted me to have a biopsy, but there was a really big language barrier and no one at the hospital really spoke English. My Spanish wasn't strong enough. Um, so I said, you know what? I'm just going to watch this. So I dedicated to watching it. And four months later, Cruz, my son, was about eight months old and we were living back in Austin, Texas at this point. Um, it just didn't really, it wasn't the right place for us at the right time. And I think intuitively, I, I, I knew something was kind of going on. So we came back to be home in Austin. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I went to have a biopsy and the doctor called me the next day with papillary thyroid cancer that's metastasized to the lymph nodes. Um, because of the spread to the lymph nodes, they wanted me to have radical a radical left neck dissection where she literally pointed from underneath my left ear, drew her finger across my throat all the way to under the right ear and said they were going to open up the entire neck, take out my thyroid, take out 30 lymph nodes from the left side of my neck, radioactive iodine treatment, and a hormone replacement for the rest of my life. <laughs> So it was oh really God. shocking. Yeah. It was like, even as I talk about it now, I just can like feel it vis viscerally in my body. It's like, it's one, it's, I, I, you hear that as a human, it's one thing. You hear it as a new mama and you're like, oh, hell no. You know, like mama bear, mama hey. bear is here, you know, like I, that's not going to work. And the reason that it wasn't going to work to jump right into surgery was because I couldn't comprehend how this had happened in the first place. I think it's one thing, you know, when mm. you diagnosed and you're like, oh yeah, I, I've been a smoker. I have a terrible diet. I eat fast food. I don't take care of myself. I couldn't understand how given everything, the way that I'd lived my life, this was possible. So what good did it do me to simply have a surgery without getting to the root cause of what was going on? So I really took a pause and said, I'm going to give myself one week. I'm going to give myself a week to think about this because she had already scheduled me for surgery. I mean, there was no, there was no, Hey, you know, think about it, or these are your options. It was, this is your diagnosis and this is your day for surgery. So that didn't, I didn't like that. And I, I really needed to pause. So I took a week and began to, to research my options. And um, that week of researching has now turned into a year and a half. And <laughs> I still have my thyroid and I'm, I'm doing really well. And of course, there's, there's so many details to go into what transpired over that past year and a half. But um, that, that was really 
why I didn't go right into surgery. I couldn't, I've never been anti-surgery. And if there ever comes a point in my, my story where I need it, so be it. Thank goodness for, you know, surgeons who can do things like that. But I, I needed to understand the why so I could make sure that it didn't recur, that it didn't spread and that this was the end of my cancer journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, the complexity of being a new mom with this little baby that I'm sure you're looking at, like, mm-hmm. like no, this yeah. this timeline doesn't yeah. work for me. I'm not leaving. I'm here for a long yeah. time because of him. Um, I'm curious, when you told your doctor that you were not going to go forward with the surgery, was their response okay? Did they think that was reckless? What did they do? They thought do? it was reckless, and they still do. They still... Um, they thought it was reckless. They say, you know, what I've found at this point is they actually have a legal obligation to, they can't tell me anything other than that. And one doctor even said that to me. She said, I can't legally mm-hmm. support you doing anything other than surgery because if you, if this doesn't go well for you and you call me on hospice care, I can lose my entire practice because I didn't tell you just to do surgery. So most doctors will not be that truthful with you. So I was like, heard. I get it. I get that you are working under a certain law of what you can and can't tell your patients. Um, So there, you know, I, at this point, lean very, very heavily on my holistic team. I have a team of doctors. I have some in Mexico, some in Ohio. I have some here in Austin. I've worked, I have compiled a fantastic team of holistically minded practitioners. And every now and then I do like to check in with, you know, the, the thyroid surgeon. That's who they send you to. They, there's, it's, you know, you have a, an ultrasound, you go directly to a thyroid surgeon. There's no one in between. So what do you think the surgeon's going to do? They want to cut out the thyroid. There's no other approach unless you opt out of that and go down another route, a road, another road. Um, so yeah, they didn't support it. Um, I went back and saw them. That was November, 2019. I saw them for the first time. I've done everything holistic, um, since then. And I went back last month and saw them. And while my holistic team is looking at my inner terrain, they're looking at my blood work, they're looking at 3D scans, they're looking at um, all different facets of what the inner inner terrain of my body looks like. They say everything looks fantastic. There's zero inflammation in my body. Things are slowing. They're shrinking. Like I'm, I'm in a fantastic place. But when I go back to my conventional doctors, they're looking at an ultrasound in 10 minutes and saying, yep, you still need your thyroid out. So they're their narrative has not changed in in the past year and a half with everything I've done. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't need to, you know, we're looking at we're looking at healing through different lenses. I respect their perspective, but it doesn't mm-hmm. align with what with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember being horrified when I realized that in the United States it's illegal to treat cancer with anything other than chemo, mm-hmm. surgery, um, or radiation. And it is not it doesn't, it's not a conspiracy theory to quickly realize that that's not going to work for a lot of people. And there are, there are, there's money to be made, unfortunately, on people that are ill. There really is. Yeah. So, and it's, it, it takes a long time to work with someone to heal cancer holistically. It's very detailed. It's very intimate. It's ongoing. Mm -hmm. And doctors just don't have that type of time. It's just not the way that our model is set up. And I read a book from an oncology surgeon one time, and he said, radiation, chemotherapy, and surgery will buy you time. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to you to heal. Mm. 
And oh. I love that perspective because this is coming from a surgeon. Obviously, he, you know, he it's his career. He believes in it. But even he was saying, I'll buy you a little bit of time and then then you need to do the work. And I think far too often the model is we're gonna cut, burn, and poison it out of you, and then you go back. Well, that doesn't that doesn't address the cause of how the cancer proliferated in the first place. Mm-hmm. We all have cancer cells in our body. Some people turn them on and some people don't. Well, why did mine get turn on, turned on? That's, that is what I've been discover, delving into and discovering the past year and a half. Yeah. And I'm sure you quickly found it was not one thing. You can't just point mm-hmm. at the food or the water. You probably were like, oh God, there's layers <laughs> I didn't even know existed. So many layers. And I think that that, you know, I've heard it said that cancer is a perfect storm. It's never just one thing. It's just the certain certain physiological, emotional, biological things happening in a certain way at a certain time. And if you let it, cancer can be one of the greatest teachers of your entire life because you start to pull back the layers of everything that's going on emotionally, spiritually, biologically, physically in the body. And you start to see where you can make improvements and upgrades. And I can say for me, it's why when I saw you, it's like, I'm still Carly, but I'm literally cellularly Every aspect of me is a different person than you, who you met then because yeah. I've just worked inside out, back and forth, up and down on every facet of, of who I am since then, working to elevate myself physically, emotionally, and spiritually to get mm-hmm. to a place of healing. Yes. And it's so evident. You have the most gorgeous glow. I hope everyone can see it. Um, it's <gasps> very you. clear that you are beautifully healthy inside and out. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So a lot of your healing journey has been around detoxing. Can you talk a little bit about what that means? And then even what is the difference between someone that detoxes just for maintenance every now and then versus like what you've been going through, which is like detoxing on every level of your being? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I realized since I had lived such a healthy lifestyle, I was very good at doing putting the right things in. Okay. So I would drink clean water. I would eat clean food. I would do the newest workout. Like I did the right things. What I didn't do was remove the toxic from my body and from my environment. So there were still toxins in my home via cleaning products, via candles, via perfumes, makeup. There were toxicants around my home and in my body. I had traveled the world for a year, everywhere from Thailand to India to Australia to the jungle of Peru, went all over the place. I had parasites in my body. I think it's like, I don't know, you might know the statistics, like 80% of human beings have parasites in their body. Everyone, yeah. Everyone has a parasite, you know, many, many people. And so I had parasites in my body that I know because I did a parasite cleanse and I watched them come out via coffee and oh, Lovely. <laughs> so we'll get into that. But um, so I was putting all the good things in, but I wasn't taking the bad stuff out. So then I began to see, okay, there's a disease process going on in my, bo- my body. How do I begin to detox cellularly? So I started inviting in things like, Um, ongoing colonics, coffee enemas, infrared saunas, castor oil packs. I started juicing a lot. So I was just dumping nutrition into my body. 
for a year, I switched to a raw vegan diet just to get back to the basics of like eating the purest, most clean, simple food. I don't promote a raw vegan diet as a long-term lifestyle. I think that we need to adapt our diet to what's going on in our in our life at that time. But for me, doing that for one year felt really right. And it really served me to get back to ground one. So I, I detoxed. I, I forgave. You also have to look at detoxing on an emotional level. I, I forgave. I let go. I, I mended broken relationships. I, I did energy healing and therapy and past life regression work. Like what I just kept asking every night when I laid down, like, what is it that I need to release or to look at or to let go of, to keep bringing myself back to this neutral state, this clean, neutral state. And then I could begin to rebuild from there. So that was what I focused on for one year was these daily detoxification protocols. And and that weaves into your second question, which is, I think that there is value in doing a seven 12, 21 day cleanse or detox. I have a juice company now. We do juice cleanses. I think that they're really beneficial to kickstart new habits, but they must do that. It does us no good to drink juice for seven days, then to stop and to go through the McDonald's drive through and eat some toxic food and soda. Like there's no point in doing that. What I'm interested in is using these short-term detox and cleanse programs or protocols to kickstart new habits. Why? Because we live in a toxic world. This is not like doom and gloom. This is just the fact of the matter. The air that we breathe, the water that we drink, it, 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 there's there's toxins all around us and in us. It's just part of being a human being today. And so I became a lot less interested in the one-time detox process and how, and instead focused on how I could incorporate these protocols into my everyday daily routine. Because every time I walk out that front door of my house, there's fumes and, and gasoline and and uh, sprayed chemicals on the lawn. Like I can't escape it. And so every day I need to be in this, this detoxification protocol. So, um, you know, that looks like proper hydration first and foremost. Like it's simple things, y'all. Like it's, it's, it's hydrating, it's sweating, it's moving our bodies, it's breathing and oxygenating our cells. Like I've spent so many thousands of dollars at holistic cancer clinics from Mexico to Florida and working with practitioners all over the country. And I'm always amazed that they're telling us to do the things that we all know how to do, but simply are find ourselves too busy to do, Mm. like get enough sleep, reduce your stress, hydrate, eat some vegetables. Like (laughs) We can do this, you know? Yeah, the stuff we learned when we were like five. Yeah, the basics. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's the basics. And yeah, like we did some, I did some targeted non-toxic, I did some targeted non-toxic cancer therapies. Like I'm on a mistletoe injection and I'm on some things to enhance the mitochondrial functionality of my cells and boost my immune system. But that's specific to me because I'm I'm working on healing cancer as, as a human being who hasn't it's not experiencing that disease process. There's just so much we can do for free. Like you're going to eat, you're going to eat every day. So it's easier. It's easy to just include some, some vegetables in there and, and to drink enough water. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I've been amazed that it's, it's pretty simple things that we need to take care of this physical vessel. Mm A hundred percent. And then I love that you talked about the getting stuff 
out. You know, sometimes in my practice, just getting someone to poop once a day is like Mm -hmm. an endeavor. So you're taking it to the next level of like, let's like flush it out. Um, You talk a lot about enemas. I've done colonics, but I've not yet done an enema. I don't know why. I think there's a slight fear. So I'm I'm feeling like after this episode, (laughs) I'll be doing it. Um, Can you talk more about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like to really think of colonics as a colon cleanse and a enema as a liver detoxifier. So the liver is the powerhouse detoxification organ of the body. And as we're talking about removing all these toxicants from our body, they need to be processed through the liver. So we want to give the liver as much support as it can to keep everything moving and flowing, to release any stagnation from the liver, and to keep our detox pathways open. So coffee enemas are a really fun, simple, inexpensive way to do that. And it's as simple as boiling water. You add some coffee to the to the pot of boiling water. You want to use a light roast. There's actually some like coffee enemas coffees. There's a brand called S.A. Wilson's mm-hmm. that you can buy on Amazon. There's a brand called Pure Life Enema, and you can get like an enema bucket and coffee from them. So you boil it. You boil the coffee. You let it cool down. You put it in a bucket and you attach a catheter to it. I put a little bit of coconut oil on the bottom of the catheter, a little bit of coconut oil on my bum inserted about six to 12 inches. And then you let the coffee mixture flow into the colon Mm -hmm. and it stimulates glutathione production, which is a master antioxidant that the body naturally releases, which is which is supportive of detox, which is supportive of healing. Um, and it's an antioxidant in the body. So really what we're doing is we're just supporting the body to re- to produce what it already produces, glutathione, but in a higher level, a more concentrated dose to promote healing and detox. Mm. And additionally, what I would say about coffee enemas is that while they're focused on being a liver detox, they also do cleanse the colon. So there it's like, it's, that's where I've seen a lot of parasites come out. So mm-hmm. if I'm doing, if I'm working on a parasite cleanse, actively working on parasites and I do enemas, I can then, you know, see what's released in the toilet afterwards. And I can see, you know, some lovely looking critters in there. And, and it sounds gross, I know, but it is so freaking rewarding to know that they are no longer in your body. So, yes. but I, I digress from the process. So you, you insert into your colon, it's about 32 ounces of a coffee mixture. You want to hold it laying on your right side for upwards to about 15 minutes. When you first start, you might only be able to hold it for two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel gargling. You might feel some cramping. The bloodstream passes through the liver every Every three minutes. So you're cleansing the entire blood, the bloodstream every three minutes that you hold it. And then when you feel like you can't hold it, like you feel like you're about to have a bowel movement, you get up and you get onto the toilet and you release there. So people think it's messy and it's, it's not because you're inserting it via the catheter, you're holding it, and then you just eliminate onto mm-hmm. the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to follow mine up with ozone therapy, which is rectal ozone. So I insert um, about 60 milliliters of pure oxygen, which helps kill pathogens and bacteria, viruses in the body, and also that cancer cells cannot proliferate or grow in an oxygenated environment. Mm. So that's why a lot of my like therapies that I did at the clinic were oxygen focused, whether that's oxygenating the blood, uh, using hyperbaric oxygen chambers, or using rectal ozone. I just... I bought a home ozone machine, um, but that's kind of you know that's that's 
that you're you're working on it. You're doing something specific when you add in the ozone, but mm-hmm. anyone can really do coffee enemas. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, you know, if you're pregnant, you probably don't want to be doing them. It would also be uncomfortable because things are already pretty <laughs> cramped in there. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I mean, they've just been such a supportive practice for me and you start getting the skin glow and improved mm-hmm. digestion and gut health and, um, I, I've done them daily for about a year now. So it's definitely part of my daily detox routine. It's incredible. I'm inspired. I'm sold. Amazon's yeah. going to be mailing me some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, um, my Instagram is at Carly Loves Kale and there's the little highlight that says enema. Yes. And you can, I have a kind of a story of me doing one on there where I don't, you know, I don't show you. It's a little personal, <laughs> but I walk, <laughs> I walk you through the process until I actually get in the tub. So. It's a step-by-step. Cool. Cool. Well, it sounds like, yeah, we all need to watch that. Um, So you said that's part of your daily detox program. I've also seen you talk about rebounding. So like the little mini trampoline, what other little things are you doing throughout the day that really are accessible, that are simple, but really effective? Mm -hmm. First thing, meditation Mm. every day. One of my teachers, well, my meditation teacher is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he really works with a lot of people who are healing physically, emotionally. And he says, we need to work on overcoming ourselves. We get so stuck in this physical world of comparison and judgment and lack, and I'm guilty of it. And so every day I wake up and I sit on my meditation cushion and I work on connecting to an energy beyond myself. I work on connecting to the divine. I work on asking for help. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't do this on my own. I don't want to do this on my own. So I ask for divine guidance and divine intervention to support me through this every day, Mm -hmm. first thing. And that, for some people, that's meditation. For some people, that's prayer. For some people, that's journaling. So it's like, what is it that will connect you with something beyond yourself, Mm -hmm. first thing? Um, And then from there, water. 16 ounces of water first thing in my mouth. I know a lot of people it's to go to the coffee. I'm not I'm not anti-coffee. I but it's acidic in nature and so healing happens in an alkaline environment. So um you know, if you're going to have your coffee, at least get some water. <laughs> get some you know, get mm-hmm. some water in. Um so meditation, water, coffee enema, and then I do the rebounding. The like, rebounding is for lymphatic cleansing. And I just bought, I bought a Bellicon rebounder, um, but you can go onto like Facebook marketplace and find a rebounder for probably like $2 or for free. (laughs) You know, like people buy them for their kids and Uh then, you know, the kid gets over it. So it's a really gentle way to move and cleanse the lymphatic system. Walking does the same thing if you'd prefer to go for a morning walk or some kind of movement. Mm -hmm. Um, Juicing. Juicing is a really big part of my protocol. I always think of juicing as a like nutrition IV. Mm -hmm. I'm taking in one 16 ounce bottle of juice, I've condensed two pounds of nutrients in there. And so it's just a super powerful way to make sure that I'm supercharging my cells. And in the beginning of my journey, and I mean, even now the question is, how do I supercharge my my body? Like, how do I overdose on nutrition every day? And juicing has been a really powerful way for me to do that. I, I did 64 ounces of juice um, every day for the first year, and now I'm probably down to about 32 ounces a day. Mm. Um, juicing, lots of plants. That doesn't mean you need to be raw or vegan or vegetarian. It doesn't matter. Just 
you know, at least not to me, you can work with your nutritionist on that, but, <laughs> you know, just eating a lot of plants, food, food that came from the earth. Um, I love doing infrared saunas, mm-hmm. infrared saunas, are, it's, it's a way to sweat. You know, they say that we should be sweating every single day in, in the summer in Texas. I don't need a sauna. I can just go, I can go for a walk outside, but, um, sweating is a really powerful detox detoxification tool to, you know, purge toxicants from the body. So I love to do a infrared sauna right into a cold shower. Mm, And so that hot, yeah, that hot cold therapy is really strengthening to the mitochondria of the cells. Mm. Are you, do you do hot cold therapy? You know, I don't do it at home, but when I spent a lot of time in California and Oregon at all the hot springs, they always have an ice cold plunge and Oh. oh God, it was just, it's like, it's an orgasmic feeling, honestly, when you go from one to the other and your whole body just tingles so yes. Yeah. Okay. Time for yeah. a cold shower. <laughs> it's very energizing. Yeah. And so you can just set a timer for three minutes. Do your sauna or your, your hot summer walk, whatever mm-hmm. you get your sweat on. Hop in the shower, set a timer for three minutes. You it when you do, you know, you can sing a song. Pick your favorite song, <laughs> jam out to it in the shower, you know, sing along, do it, get a little dance on. And then by the time you know it, you'll be over and you will be so energized and ready for whatever life has in store for you after that. Totally. Um, I also like to do castor oil packs over my liver, which are another way to cleanse the liver. You know, I'm always looking at liver detox, liver support, keeping the liver open and functioning Mm -hmm. and and working as it should. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then my supplement routine, I think that that can be as extensive or as simple as one really desires. You know, I, I like, I love, vitamin C, zinc, selenium, magnesium, like some of the the basic big hitters, you know, for immune support. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have some other cancer things thrown in there. But I think that um, there's just these really easy ways to to feel better in our bodies. You know, I, I like to think of like, I really view myself as a spirit, that I'm an energy, I'm a spirit, and that this is the meat suit that I have to care for to keep me a human for a little while, you know? It's an appealing so, way to describe it, a meat suit. Yeah, a meat suit. It's a meat suit. And and I care for my dog, and I care for my son, and I take good care of them, and I love them. Like, why would I Why would I not do the same for my own beautiful, my own beautiful body, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, those are probably a few of the things that I... I, it sounds, I know that sounds like a lot. I know it does, but I have found a routine and I really try and incorporate a a mix and match of all of those things every day into my life. And, And I'm a mama and I'm a business owner. Like I've got a lot of human things, you know, I got a lot of life to live, but I can find ways to get all of those in Mm -hmm. each day. And I mean, it sounds like a lot, but also again, nothing was over the top. Nothing was like you have to fast for 20 hours. Nothing was you have to, yeah, all of that was literally stuff we already do every day, just tweaked slightly. Yeah. And consistent. Yeah. You know, I think that people do like they do a cleanse, you know, and they're like, okay, I'm going to do a a sauna seven days and then you don't touch it again for two years. Like it would be better to do one a week Mm. ongoingly. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it as part of part of your routine. Mm-hmm. I was just about to ask you that because you've alluded to this a couple times where people can go wrong with a detox or a cleanse. And it, so it sounds like probably the biggest is just like a quick seven day juice fast or, you know, more extreme, a three day water fast or something. But they they don't lead into it or exit it necessarily 
the best way and then they go back to their normal lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think it depends what mindset you go into Mm. it. I think there's a time and a place for all of those things, but are you using it as a quick fix to, you know, lose 10 pounds, heal your autoimmune? Like what do you, you it's just not going to, it's not going to happen. Or if you lose the 10 pounds in seven days and you don't go back to any, any better habits, it's just going to come right back. So I just think that it's good If you're going to do these things, go for it. Have fun with it. It's great. But just know that you're going in with a mindset to learn new habits, to bring it back Mm -hmm. into your daily life. I think that's that's the biggest thing is people wanting a – we all want a quick fix because if you watch TV commercials or read a magazine, everyone's got the super pill for you to swallow and fix things. And it's just not – it's just not reality. It's not the case. I mean, true long-lasting change and healing and – evolution comes from these ongoing practices. So, so just, just go in saying, I'm going to learn some new things that I'm going to bring back into my everyday life. And I think you can't go wrong then. Mm, So key mindset is everything. Everything. Speaking of mindset, how do you think in the last year and a half, your mindset has changed? Probably in the beginning, it was hard to not teeter on the fearful, scarce side of it because Mm -hmm. That's just like that's the mindset around cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, there was a lot of fear, a lot of tears, a lot of fear. I didn't, you don't. I think that cancer is just like a scary word. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you hear someone has cancer, and it's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And but when it's yours, um, you need to develop a relationship with it. And so when I first heard the word cancer, there was fear. There was, I saw myself not being here for my son. There was just shock. And then I began to develop a relationship with it. And I began to see that I could grow from this, that I could transform from this, that I could use this as a launch pad to become a better, healthier, more awakened and version of myself. Because what was the other option? To stay scared and to stay stuck and to cry every day? Like if that just wasn't the path for me. Like I had a choice to make. Like you have this thing going on in your life. Like what are you going to do about it? And so my only choice was to become better for it because that's the type of person I am. So I decided to use it as an opportunity to transform. And what happened along the way is that Um, I became really, really grateful for the opportunity to transform. And so my mindset has switched to one, when I sit in meditation and Dr. Joe is in my ear because he does uh, guided meditations and he's asking me, you know, what do you want to step into when you open your eyes out of this meditation? It's always an abundance of gratitude. Mm -hmm. That's that's the energy that I want to live with every day, cancer or no cancer. Just no matter what's going on in my life, gratitude is what I want to lead with. Um, and so I say now I'm not grateful I got cancer. I'm not grateful for the cancer, but I'm grateful for who I became because of it. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for who I had to step into. Um, so a lot of hum- being humbled, a lot of love. I mean, the support from my community, from people everywhere has just been so incredible. So the the mindset is really, I've softened a lot. Mm. I've softened. I've um, really embodied love. Like I visualize 
my heart energy and I, I visualize just golden light emanating from my heart. And oh my gosh, I get I get in frustrated moments all the time. Like <laughs> two-year-old toddler running a startup. It gets crazy over here. And I'll be like, I'm going in my room. I need to close my eyes and visualize some golden light out of my heart right now. <laughs> and like, I would have never done that before. I would have just spun out and got annoyed and then stomped around the rest of the day. Um, and the other thing I would say is that um, being in these clinics, I've seen people, I've had friends who have passed. I mean, sometimes, you know, the healing is passing on. That is the healing for them is, is, the next iteration of their, their experience of, of their soul. And, um, that makes you really, really grateful when you start having close encounters with death. Mm. And I never had before. And it makes even the tough things. Okay. Because you get to be here to experience them. And I'd never had a run in with death. I mean, my father passed and that was really, really difficult for me, but not as not on a personal level. Mm. And so the fact that I get to wake up every day and open my eyes and see the sun and see my baby boy and kiss my husband is like the best day of my life. Mm. And I, and I work on, you know, carrying this with me every day is like to continue to stay in that gratitude and being just in awe of a new day. That's, you know, that, that's, that's how my mindset has shifted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm like emotional over here hearing that because we do get caught up in such stupid stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And we act like these dumb things like who we follow on social media or something, you know, matters at the end of the day. Um, so thank you. That's that's a big lesson for all of us to take from this. Just you're alive. That's mm-hmm. enough. There's I mean, if I wake I wake up in the morning and I say there's air in my lungs like this is a good day. It's a good I'm alive. This is a good day, you know, and giving gratitude for that. And I talk to people about that, about having a a gratitude practice. First thing you open your eyes and first thing it's a moment of gratitude. And people are like, but this is happening and this is happening. I said, are you alive? Are you talking to me right now? Do you have feet? Do you have hands? Do you have a mouth to form words? Like if you have nothing else, if everything's going awry, you open your eyes and you thank God or whatever divine intelligence you believe in for another day, for another opportunity to do it again and and for, you know, legs and eyeballs and fingers to, and arms to hug the people we love. You know, it, I think like it just, we can make it s- simple. It can be simple. Yeah. <sighs> I'm like, don't cry on the podcast. <laughs> you can cry after. <sighs> we can cry. It's okay. Yeah. I cry a lot. Joy, <laughs> sadness, you know, frustration. I feel, I feel all the things too. I think like I just, that would be another thing is like letting myself feel it all. Mm. Like it's all good. Yeah. All, every spectrum of, of, you know, the human experience is all good. We're not supposed to be these like we're not supposed to be anything. We're just not supposed to put ourselves in a box. Like this world, this life is raw. Let yourself feel it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, I've, that's something that's new for me. Mm -hmm. I'm like a, I'm kind of a type A New Yorker. (laughs) So letting myself feel the feels is new. And I really quite enjoy it. (laughs) You'd recommend it 10 out of 10. (laughs) I I would. would. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. I've missed talking to you. You were so fun. Oh, likewise. This is this is nice. This is a good conversation. So good. So good. Wow. Um, 
So when you created Alchemy Juice, which I am so tragically not living in Austin, <laughs> Texas to, you know, support you and also I'm sure get the most vibrant healing juices ever, because I think I saw I think it maybe it was a podcast episode of yours I was listening to where you said when people are even preparing your juices, you're telling them not to talk about, you know, random stuff that is not to do with the healing, like every layer of your juices is healing infused with love infused with consciousness um and that really struck me to where now i'm like can i call the juicy juiceries around here and be like how do you speak to your cabbage before you do anything <laughs> do with- <laughs> oh my gosh i we that would i want to know i'm curious <laughs> <be> like, Ma'am. <laughs> uh, yeah um yeah so i think you know i started looking when i was juicing for myself, the 64 ounces a day. Uh, My mom had moved down here to help me with my healing and we were juicing every morning and there were a couple days that we couldn't get to it. And so we started looking around town for 100% organic juice in glass bottles and we couldn't find it. And I live in Austin. It is like a health epicenter down here. It is, it is startup country, you know, we've, it's just a healthy place to live. It's a vibrant, healthy place to live. And so, um, I was very surprised that I couldn't find that it was either non-organic produce. Like, first of all, what's the point of juicing non-organic produce? You're great. (laughs) You know, all, all of the sprays and all, you know, it's just juicing is a condensed material. So if you're condensing nutrients, you're also condensing any chemicals that are sprayed on those crops. So always please y'all please drink organic juice first and foremost. And then secondly, I could only find it in plastic. And we know that plastic can leach chemicals when it's le- when it's left in there for a long time. If the plastic's been heated, it's just, it's, you know, it's just not the best material to be using. Some, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I, I have plastic things. We ship our juice in a BPA free plastic, but we freeze it immediately. And then I say, as soon as it's defrosted, pour it out of the bottle. But for my local customers, I, I made it in glass because I was drinking my juice in glass and I couldn't find glass organic juice anywhere. Beyond that, I found that all the juices I was drinking were very, very sweet. They mm-hmm. were a cup of apple juice with like a sprig of kale in there. And I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking to heal y'all. Like I'm looking for some therapeutic grade, like high dose veggie, the good stuff, you know, I'm trying to funneling funnel nutrition into my body. And so I'd been sharing my journey online at Instagram on Instagram from, from the beginning. And I just said, you know, would anyone be interested in these juices? And within three weeks, we needed to move into a commercial kitchen. Oh my God. And um, we didn't really like set out to do this. Mom and I have always, my mom and I are like very into the wellness space. She was the first one who taught me. She was drinking like raw milk in in the 19, you know, like long when I was a baby and she was gluten-free in like, you know, the 1980s. She's just been ahead of the, she's always ahead of the curve. If my mom tells me to do something, I'm like, this will be cool in 10 years, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So um, we'd always thought it would be fun to have a cafe or something like that. So it's, it just really grew organically because people wanted therapeutic grade organic juice in glass. Mm-hmm. And so now we have we have a full-time team in, in a kitchen. We deliver about a thousand bottles around town a week. We do nationwide shipping wow. and all of our juices are therapeutic grade, meaning they're 20% vegetable to a sorry, 80% vegetable to a 20% fruit ratio. We only use low sugar green apple. 
to sweeten except our liver lover, which is a 50-50 carrot orange mixture. So it's a carrot orange turmeric drink. Mm. Um, which is very good, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just this beautiful love offering. And like you said, when I hired my team, I was very, very clear that, yeah, this is a business, but we're here to make an impact. We're here with a mission and a purpose to funnel cellular nutrition into people's bodies. Like that is what I'm interested in. I am interested in contributing to the health of the human race. Mm. And so I have a very big why, and I was very clear with my team when they signed on that, like, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're, we're up, alchemy juice is up to something. Mm-hmm. And so we're not listening to like rap music with curse words. We're not talking about politics. We're not like, I'm not, they don't have to talk about rainbows and unicorns the whole time. <laughs> like They can have conversations, but I want to keep it of something of high vibration of, you know, I'm very clear that everything is energy. So not just, it's not just the final product that's going to heal you. It's everything from how we clean the produce, which is in, you know, incredibly high structured alkaline filtered water Mm -hmm. to how we prep the produce, to how we juice it, to what the environment is in the kitchen. So every step of that process is important to me also because this is the juice that I drink. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm no longer juicing for myself. I drink alchemy juice. So, um, if I wouldn't drink it, I'm not going to serve it to someone else. So it's just been, it's just been the great, it's been an incredible blessing. It's been a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of really big visions that we want to create in regards to how we want to bring community together in a, in a community space and, you know, how we just want to keep healing together. I'm very, very passionate. I think that we're all healing from something, whether mm-hmm. it's cancer or an autoimmune or a, a, a broken heart or just being alive today. Like we are all working on something. And I didn't want to go through a cancer healing journey by myself, which is why I started sharing it on Instagram. And I don't think that anyone should have to go through their healing alone either. So I say like, let's find a place where we can drink juice and talk and share our hearts with one another and be together in an authentic way. And, 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 you know, heal together to lift one another up. Yeah. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm working on. It is epic. And I literally am like, why don't I live in Austin? (laughs) Literally though. um, Can I ask, so, you know, I am going to go play detective at my local organic juiceries. Um, Yeah, please ask. I'll put on a disguise and everything. Um, (laughs) But my main question is a lot of them I've noticed, you know, obviously it's not juiced immediately when you order it. It's like made the day of or the day before or something. Um, Is there like a, an amount of time that's too much? Like, is it, if it's older than 24 hours, is it not even worth drinking or anything like that? Okay. Awesome question. So in an ideal world, ideal world, you, you juice your juice, you drink it immediately. Mm -hmm. That's ideal. That's not going to happen all the time, especially when you're drinking juice as a part of your daily protocol. There are some people who have a home juicer. They wake up every day, they juice their juice, and they drink it. Mm -hmm. I did that for a long time until I started Alchemy. I was one of those people. Um, But I would say that that's pretty slim part percentage of, you know, 
people who are willing to do that unless you're really working on healing something big. Um, so the second to that is that it depends what type of juicer you use. A lot of juice shops are using a centrifugal juicer. So mm. it spins and it's, re- it's really, really fast. So they just dump, they dump the produce in, it spins and the juice comes out. However, the spinning action creates air. And so it oxidizes the juice, which lowers some of the nutrition. Um, and it also can heat up the juice, which mm. lowers some of the nutrition. So even if you drank that juice immediately upon coming out of the juicer, it would probably be a lower nutritional quality than like a day or two day old cold pressed juice. Mm. So cold pressed juice is an extraction process. It is the way it's the machinery that's used to extract the juice. So we use cold pressed juicers because that's the best highest end machinery you can use to maintain the nutrition of juice. And so what it does is it uses 5,000 pounds of pressure to press the juice. And so it squeezes it instead of spinning Mm. it. And on those juicers, the juice is good from one to five days. Mm. And, And we've tested it. There is some nutritional loss from day one to day five, but it's not substantial enough that it's still not worth it to drink it on day five. Mm -hmm. I drink day five juices all the time. Like I drink every extra alchemy (laughs) juice. Sometimes I drink it on day six, you know, like I drink it past the expiration. But um, so it just, I would say ideal world, 24 hours. And if not, you want to ask what type of juicer they use. So that would be something that you would want to ask your local juice shop. What kind of juicer do you use? I think you also want to ask them what their produce washing protocol is. Like we make a big tub of water. We put our produce in there. We wash it. We scrub it. We use a veggie wash. Then we soak it in just water in the filtered water. Like we're really Mm. cleaning it. And I think that sometimes when you don't have a super delicious juice, it's like because the produce was still dirty. Mm. And there's some benefits to eating dirt, you know, for the microbiome. Yeah, like I can get down with that. But when you're consistently juice drinking juice day in, day out, which I do suggest drinking juice daily, you want to make sure that you're 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 drinking it from uh drinking clean produce, mm. you know, from clean fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those would be the things to eat. What is your wa- veggie washing process or what's your produce washing process? What kind of juicer do you use? And is it organic? Mm-hmm. You know, I used to think years ago when I would go to Whole Foods that, yeah, their juice bar was so pointless because it, none of it's organic and they're mm-hmm. doing the, did you say centrifugal? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I always remember being like, what is the point of a $10 juice? Like, yeah, like you said, especially if it's not organic, I'm not, I'm just not following. <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then a lot of people buy juice at the grocery store. And the reason it can sit on the grocery store shelves is because it's something called HPP. It's high pressure pasteurization. And what it does is it heats up the juice so that it kills off um, any pathogens that are in the juice. Um, but it also kills off the en- the beneficial enzymes. So you're losing the, you know, the, the best part of why you want to drink juice is for all of those incredible enzymes. Yeah. And if you use proper protocol where you're keeping the kitchen the right temperature, you're keeping the juice the right temperature, you're following all the rules, having pathogens in the juice is just not a possibility if you have the right process in place. Mm-hmm. But of course, they kind of do this to mass produce juice and let it sit on the grocery store shelves. So if you all want something delicious, you know, you just want to treat, go ahead, get your, get a juice at the grocery store. If you want, but it's, it's the same as, you know, Mott's apple juice. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a 
a, a pasteurized juice. Mm. If you want to heal, if you want to restore your cellular health, if you want to glow from the inside out, if you want to have radiant, abundant vitality, you want raw, raw, organic, cold pressed juice. In my opinion, you want it in glass on a cold press machine. <laughs> Done. I've got so many questions. I'm like, I don't know, maybe they'll be really offended, but we'll see. <laughs> no, I I mean, if someone came to me with these questions, I'd be so excited. Mm. I'm like, you know your stuff. Like, let's talk. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, if they're, if people start juice shops for all sorts of reasons, and you'll be able to tell the difference between the ones who are getting in on a trend and the ones who are doing it because they're looking to contribute to the, the healing of humanity. Totally. Totally. Well, I will report back. Let you Please know. do. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, there's so many questions I could keep asking you for hours, but I think the last big one is, uh, you know, if you could speak to someone that's healing a chronic illness right now or is really struggling or feels very po- uh, pulled even between like, well, this is just the way you do it, but they really believe that healing has more layers than just the mainstream approach. What advice would you give that person? Hmm, to listen to their heart. I mean, I think that healing looks different for everyone. And I think that what you believe will heal you is more likely to heal you. So for example, if you believe that chemo and surgery and radiation is the way and you believe in it and you have faith in it, and you think that, you know, holistic stuff is a bunch of wizardry or whatever. Quackery. <laughs> it's quack, quackery. Yeah. It, it's not the path for you yeah. because you won't be immersed in it. You won't give yourself to it. You won't become absorbed in it. So I would say that healing looks so many different ways. And what you believe will heal you will much more, much will be much more likely to heal you. And whatever it is, bless it. Bless the chemotherapy, the the chemo as you receive it. Bless the juice as you drink it. Bless the meditation when you sit down on your cushion. Whatever it is, give yourself to it. Have faith in it. Bless it and 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 allow it to transform you. And and the other thing that I would say that is very important is that healing is not linear. I have had to remind myself of this so many times because I thought, okay, I'm going to start healing and I just go on this upward trajectory until I hit the promised land. And it's not, it is a freaking roller coaster ride and there's ups and there's downs and it's back and it's forth. And, you know, I would say, just remember that this is an ongoing process. And the best thing that you can do is just to have patience and compassion with yourself. And if you can find a community who understands what you're doing. That was one of the reasons that I created well, the daily detox, I alluded to it a little bit. It's an, it's an eight week detox program that I have where I teach all these things like hydration, coffee enemas, castor oil packs, supplements, nutrition. But really I wanted to teach people these things because I was getting messages about it every day. So I'm just going to create a program, but I also wanted a community for people. So I have this Facebook group that now, even when the program's not being run, people are saying, Hey, what do you do for this? What about this? I'm struggling with this. It's a community of people who are healing to be together. So healing's not linear. Find, find your community and, and let them support you because it's, you know, it's just so much, it's so much more fun when we can do this together. Mm Mm-hmm. Incredible. I it, I will be signing up for your daily detox because I'm so excited about this and um, it's outside of my expertise. So I'm here to learn and be student. 
Um, Mm -hmm. So where can everyone connect with you then? Find your daily detox, find your podcast. You've got a lot of offerings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my podcast is called Here for Healing. And my website is carlybrownwellness.com. And that's where you can find the daily detox. I believe I'll be running one. We're in the midst of one right now. I think I'm going to plan on running one in April. I wasn't, I was going to wait until the summer, but I I have some requests to get another one going. So I might go ahead and do that in April. Um, My Instagram, I share a lot of behind the scenes of what I'm doing every day. I have a ton of highlight reels that show, you know, how to do enemas and everything that I'm doing (laughs) is really on my Instagram page. It's at Carly Loves Kale. And then my juice company is alchemyorganicjuice.com. And that's, you know, I'm on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Just Google your name and I'm sure you come up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank, this is so fun. yeah thank you infinitely for coming on here for sharing your wisdom um and i'm just so honored that our path got to cross years ago so that we could be here in this moment now likewise thank you so much for having me this was awesome thank you so much for tuning in everyone if you love this episode be sure to tag both me and carly on instagram at carly loves kale and at menstruation queen Let us know uh, what detox tools you'll be implementing if you're going to give an enema a try (laughs) and uh, your best takeaways from this episode. So until next time. 